0: My friends, You as well. We're doing our first uh, requested uh, Looking Through the Glass Onion episode. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, when we started the season, I kind of said, hey, if anybody has a song you'd like to hear, throw it out. And Kevin Klamowski, who I think, other than band members and Kathy Kersey, Kathy Kersey is, uh, she has volunteered with us for the past 10 years. She's seen nearly every show we've done in the past 10 years. Next to her, there's Kevin Klamowski. So yeah. Kevin is uh, was a teacher in Des Moines, and he saw our show, I think, at the Des Moines Playhouse several years ago. Kind of became a fan of ours and start, started making the drive back and forth through all of our shows. So Kevin, this episode is for you, my friend. This is one that John Lennon said in the, uh, the Playboy interviews, which... Um I'm sure you were just reading those articles, too. Did you ever get your hands on that those Playboy interviews that John Lennon did in 1980, Jay? No, that's I, a weird, that's an odd question <laughs> to ask off the top of my head, but...
1: I didn't, but interestingly, after he, like, right after he was killed, um, yeah. they played those interviews a lot, like the the recordings of them, and so I heard nice. a lot of those, and, and that, that, uh, that in a weird way, really started me down becoming the Beatle fanatic that I am.
0: Just listening to that, hear him talk about those songs.
1: Yeah, and just, you know, his death and how, like, you know, suddenly, like, then, you know, around Christmas, like, the Help movie was on, um, like, in the... We got Des Moines stations I grew up in a little town in Iowa and we got Des Moines stations and I remember playing, they played Help and I, it was, it was right around Christmas Eve and I was walking around the house talking in my British accent trying to, which had to annoy, no, it it did, it annoyed my brother so severely, but he didn't hit me for it, which was great. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, um, yeah, but that, but that all started around then, you know.
0: It's a really, he, you know, they were just asking him, they would just bring up song titles and John would throw out an idea. So up until that point, none of the Beatles were really talking about their music in, in a way other than, screw the Beatles, you know? I'm right. doing what I'm doing now. None of that really matters. And Paul is, you know, all about that now. But I mean, he is, was not that way until at least the mid to late nineties after the anthology. So this was kind of like the text that you would go to. If you, if you wanted to know about a song, like I remember and your bird can sing one of my favorite songs, John, I don't know why this sticks out in my head. He said, Oh, another horror. And it's like, but I love that song. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he was just like destroying these songs that have meant something to you your whole life. It's like, Oh my God. Which brings me to this song, right? So he says about this one, uh, it's a rewriting of It Won't Be Long, (laughs) using the same chord progression from C to A minor and back, and when it came to recording, employing the same bawling vocal style. Now this is a song that I learned a lot about just researching this song. Anytime at all off of A Hard Day's Night, Kevin Kamowski, this one's for you. Anytime great at all. Ha, it, oh my God. It's such a great choice. Uh, we'll we'll go to kind of what we dig into. So what blew me away r- right off the bat in June of 1960, and I got have got it. Let's see, we'll get exactly specific. On uh, June 2nd, 1964, the Beatles it's go to day. Abbey Road. Great day, isn't it, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good day. Somebody's birthday. <laughs> they go into Abbey Road too with George Martin producing. Norman Smith Engineering. And what blows me away is they start with this song, Anytime At All, which is not finished. Yeah. Um again, you can kind of hear that it is a combination of songs, but that day, that one day, they recorded three songs. So they start with Anytime At All. They don't have a middle eight. The words aren't where they need to be, but they lay down kind of a rhythm track for it. They move on <laughs> to record things we said today in three takes. One wow. of our favorite songs. Oh, I that love was that the, song. That, things We Said Tonight might be one of the first songs you and I connected on when we first met. Like, hey, we talked about the live version that McCartney did on the Flowers and the Dirt tour. Anyway, that's how we still do this today. And then When I Get Home, another song that you and I both like. Yeah. Then they come back to any time at all. And what I never realized, finding this out today, that this was this song is not finished. Right. I I i am ast- I mean, we've played this song a million times. We love this song. I had no idea it wasn't a finished song. Yeah. They went to mix it. They laid down that what you hear is kind of the matching guitar part, piano part. Yeah. Which we'll get to, but then they leave it. There, that was supposed to be a bridge. Instead, it turned into an instrumental solo, which is kind of cool. Oh, it's um, a great.
1: It's a great piece right through there. It's brilliant.
0: Just a great unfinished though. Yeah, the they were way. gonna
1: do they were gonna do lyrics over
0: that. They were gonna put a little bridge on it, and it just sat there. And uh, so let's talk about the recording, Jay. This is uh, in in a time where they're getting I won't, sophisticated isn't the right word. This is the end of recording a Hard Day's Night. They've already recorded a lot of the big songs. A this hard is Day's the, Night, this, can't is find, the this is the last day. Last, yeah, the last they day. have to
1: have it done. And in fact, Ringo the next day his tonsils uh, explode. So he's not there the next day. Um, they do some demos of of some other things on June third, but Ringo is rushed to the hospital, and they start looking for, contemplating life on the road without Ringo for a while. which, and,
0: which of course, they did. They they did that Australian tour.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: With, uh, with Ringo replacement, you have his name off the top of your head. It is um,
1: escaped to me. Nickel, Jimmy
0: Nickel. Jimmy Nickel. Ah, Jimmy. Ah, welcome. To, where's Ringo? It's great if you—it's that Australian tour, and Jimmy is just not where he should be. And so you've got, you've got John—Jimmy uh, was not a Beatle. Sorry, no. Jimmy.
1: No, so I just read this. So he was chosen yeah. because he, he was playing on, like, instrumental, like, elevator music versions of Beatle songs. So that's why he was chosen because not because he was Ringo esque, but because he sort of maybe knew the songs because he had done, you know, Muzak versions of them. I just read that. I was like, lucky for you, dude.
0: Would have been a great opportunity to have Pete Best come back just for the tour. It would have been a cool thing, of course, oh, different yeah. times. But yeah. the Beatles didn't hit all home runs, and Jimmy Nickel would be a bunt,
1: a bunt foul.
0: Yeah, we're going to rate the uh, Jimmy Nichols sitting in with the Beatles as a 1.2. Our lowest rating ever. Okay, so we've got uh, um, John on rhythm guitar, which really, like in the mono versions that you hear, is the driving part of the song. It's really
1: totally great Classic Buddy limb.
0: Holly. Just You can tell he's just destroying that acoustic on there. J-160, of course. McCartney singing and playing bass and piano. I read somebody. Somebody thought George Martin might be, but it it sounds way too simple to be George Martin. It I
1: I just listened to it right before we started, and it 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 doesn't have the sort of like detail. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it it's a little lazier. Than yeah. typically George Martin plays, so I'm gonna guess it was Paul as well. Cause and I it think lacks, he was,
0: It lacks the panache of a George Martin oh, piano. I like that, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: look that up later, but it sounds <laughs> yeah, cool. It's
0: probably not, I'm not using it correctly. I'm sure, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it lacks the familiar panache that George would put in a song like Money, for example.
1: Oh, exactly. You know, excuse me, I need to go get some more wine. <laughs>
0: Oh, he has his water. Today's show is sponsored by. This is my West Elm coffee mug. Isn't this a cool? This is I, featured I, hey, in our. Uh, yeah, those are in our badass. promotional video shoot. So yeah. West Elm, not a sponsor, but hey, we'd take them.
1: Oh, right. And yeah. I see that
0: you're drinking some water out of a reusable Starbucks container. So yeah. yeah. And what's your uh, you have your Nebraska mug again? Oh yeah, rocking this. So Nebraska. we have George on uh, on guitar on this one, of course. Yeah. So I
1: read. You know, he's got guitar the twelve string. I read. Mm-hmm somewhere that they're saying that he also played his classical which he's he he does that more I think we talked about that a couple songs ago was it Um, yeah I need you yeah so I think that's in there more than I realize Um, I don't I don't know for sure I I just listened to it and I didn't really hear it but there's also a cowbell in there too which, which sometimes you hear and sometimes you don't so
0: it's a weirdly mixed song. Again, I was doing the stereo mono yeah. thing, and I noticed when they remastered it in 2009, the piano got buried a little bit more than it is on the early releases of it. Because the piano, again, like we talked, it can't be George Martin, by the way. I mean, this is early Paul, pre-piano lesson Paul, Yeah, really just following the bass line, kind of makes a weird choice even, in and they keep it in. You, you'll hear it in there if you're yeah. listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's talk about Ringo's drums on this one, which I, for me, Ringo gets a lot of crap from people. But I think that hopefully that's a dying thing that when we were younger, it was Ringo's not a great drummer. And it's like, listen, guys, listen to any time at all and tell me any other drummer could put that much flavor on a snare hit. Every time he hits that snare, it's like rock and roll 101.
1: Right. Yeah. I I I understand drummers who are
0: into Neil Peart yeah. and not oh, digging. thats I love how you say it like that, too, because they would definitely say <laughs> it that way. A layperson's like, Neil Peart, man. Well, Neil Peart. I mean. The great Canadian rocker Peart. <laughs> Sorry. We're having a good time today. Totally. This show is sponsored by. Coffee. Uh, is there Kahlua in this coffee, I guess? Oh,
1: so. man, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. This is for you, Klamowski. This is a good one. <laughs> yeah I get people you know if they're into that sort of drumming exclusively fine you know um but nobody plays to a song better than ringo and if you don't believe that listen to something and then come back to me because because something is the first drum part that I've ever heard that was a part not a beat
0: that you can sing you can go yeah totally you and everybody knows yeah. Also, let's not forget why you're knocking on Ringo. Neil didn't come up with the "Come Together" drum beat, the "Ticket to Ride" drum beat. In fact, they would. We'll bring an expert on maybe one day to talk about that. But there's no way. I mean, that is rock and roll. He influences people with four drum beats, right? "Come Together," killer. If you're backing up, you got the "Taxman" jump. I mean, he is "Ticket to Ride," "I Feel Fine." Ringo is where it's at, guys. Yeah, All right. And again. Yeah, listen to the Plastic Ono Band records where, on God, he doesn't play the same drum fill twice. It's brilliant. Anyway, back to any time at all. Oh, yes. The, which kit is... This is just his Ludwig kit. I mean, are, are they miking it in a different way? Because it is live on this one.
1: You know, I was going to look that up. Yeah, I, I, it's the Ludwig kit, I, and I know he was he was going through... He was progressing through different sort of types of them. I I didn't uh, I didn't look up what kind it was, but Norman Smith is still engineering at this point, so I don't think they've changed anything. Um, Ken Scott, Jeff Emmerich, Richard Langham are the assistants, um, but I don't think Emmerich was was influencing normal Smith by this point. Um, but yeah, it's it's a badass that that hit. It's
0: it's kick ass. It's just great. I mean, it. What a. I I don't know. As I'm listening to this song today, I was I was, I listened to the whole album. I had to. It was like, oh, I can't just listen anytime time at all. And nice. what a. We talked about this when we did a hard day's night. It is just an awesome album. And I think, you know, starting with please please me, they're obviously a bar band, and they capture that in a day. By the way, that's yeah. a one day recording that album. Which, I mean, it's not abnormal in that time, but to have an album that good to be recorded in a day is unheard of now, of course. yeah. Meet the Beatles, great album. Still feel, you know, a lot of covers on that record. Doesn't feel sophisticated in any way. Still has good songs. But I think A Hard Day is Night, you start to feel that George Martin influence. And I think in this song, you really feel that. Starting out with, you know, anytime! It just, it... It is like a gun shooting and they are out of the gate, um, punctuated by that solo where they where they do what they do in uh, Hard Day's Night, doubling the piano and the 12 string. Yeah. It really works cool in this song. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, I never, we've been Beatles fans. I've never knew the song was unfinished.
1: Oh, I didn't either. Does not yeah. 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 It I sounds awesome. So, cool. so
0: it's just a great song, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have I would. Anything I would, to add about the recording.
1: Um, yeah. Well, what you said about the piano. Uh, so we've heard it. We heard it before on uh, the the piano, guitar solo duet, which I think that's an oxymoron. I'm pretty sure. It sounds uh, like a, uh, <laughs> it's got solo to it. Solo duet. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, we heard it first on "Baby It's You," I think. Um, the 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 duo. Um, yep. Super cool. I I would add this. I've talked about this before. I would add this to my um, list of favorite, quote unquote, Beatle obscurities, which is also an oxymoron, I think, because there's no real obscure Beatles song at this point. Um, But
0: uh, yeah, love this song. I first heard it, um, I'm going to share. So I was thinking about this uh, as we were, as we were preparing for this, I'm listening to this song. I'm like, when was the first time I, I remember, like, really hearing this song? And I had a friend that lived... I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, at Fort Benning. Um, You know, growing up in the South in the 80s was an interesting thing. And I went over to this... Military kids, though. So I go across the street to Brian Gertz's house, right? He was Southern. His family was Southern. I think they grew up in northern Florida somewhere, the Panhandle. And they had Beatle records. And now we... We were military kids, so we traveled a lot. So my dad's Beatle records, he had some, some got lost, some got stolen, et cetera. So we had a lot of the later stuff. We had Abbey Road, the White Album. The earlier stuff, we just kind of would learn on our own, like Mm -hmm. the please, please me, et cetera. And so I go over to his house, and he's like, "You, you like the Beatles, don't you, Billy? And I'm like, of course I do. And he hands me this stack of Beatle records that were his dad's, right? And I take them back to my house. And they had A Hard Day's Night, and I wouldn't listen to A Hard Day's Night because I'm, like, 9 or 10 years old, and it had John Lennon with the devil and, like, him talking, like, devil horns on him. So it was an um, a authentic 60s Hard Day's Night record that was – bastardized when when he said is bigger than Jesus thing. So in this oh, okay. killer, right? But I wouldn't listen to it because it's like, oh. But I had in that collection also the rock and roll music Beatles record. I don't know if you remember that one. I do, yeah. And this one was on there. So it had like back in the USSR, revolution. And this song, it's one of their rockin'est songs, man.
1: It to- yeah, I, yeah. I
0: love it. I do, I lo- too. Just a lot of great memories. I remember... Singing this song with my brothers when we were kids, it was one that I could play, and I could do the, I could play that, it felt like I was playing a solo, and I was just remembering my dad doing the, I was always John, anytime at all, and I could hear my dad just going, anytime at all, doing the Paul part.
1: That is up there, that note.
0: Yeah, and I and I playing it live. I think of my brother Ryan, who still can't sing that second verse right. And I think it's from when we were kids. I always sang that part, so it's been like a late addition for him. If you need somebody to, he just messes it up. And my brother Matthew and I always laugh at each other, laugh in hysterics, you know. That's great. Do you have any memories of playing this one live? We don't play it a ton requested live. Klamowski requests this one a lot, and we'll always break it out for him. This is a sound check song for us typically. Yeah. Do you have any the any the thoughts middle about playing it
1: live. The middle eight is one of my favorite moments musically because yeah. you know we don't play it often. It's fun to play because of the uh because of the the do 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 thing, and uh, I love how the I mean. The, I'm playing a lot more than what George plays because I'm following the chords and and it's it's I you know anytime I get an excuse to play the twelve, it's cool, <laughs> um, yeah. but I really love the the middle eight. Um, it's such a cool thing that they just and and to, to read today that they just came up with it in the afternoon on break, um,
0: astounding, just, right? It just demonstrates
1: astounding. how. Uh, amazing
0: they were. Yeah. I have a very vivid memory. Um, I'm not sure if you were back with us. I th- I feel like you were playing in Pella, Iowa. We had a big, we had a really odd, it was one of Tara's first shows with us. I think, in fact, we had somebody else in the band. But I remember this one got requested and saying to Tara, hey, go learn that. And there was a grand piano and just her going back there doing learning the piano part, because I would play it. And it was like, I never play it right. Can you learn it? And she... And then that night you guys played it on stage, and it's like, what a great thing, man! Yeah,
1: yeah, it is yeah. super cool. Yeah, yeah, Tara it's a plays, a really plays it great. Fun song.
0: I uh, I went d- digging for some covers of this song. Oh, okay. Uh, the Beetlebugs. Do a killer version of this. I that the song call "The Beetle Bugs."
1: I've never they're even heard Net- of the Beetle Bugs. Y-
0: you got to check it out on Netflix. It's uh, people. It's why we've seen a resurgence of kids coming to our shows. I think it's because the Beetle Bugs are so popular, and there's these little cartoon bugs that sing Beetle songs. No That's so way, cute, man! Oh my they god! They do a okay. great version. You got to hear that version. <laughs> Here goes it's my really day. Good. There you go. <laughs> also, Brian Adams. The, I, I don't, how do you feel about Brian Adams? Give him, a, give him a glass onion rating. Give me Brian Adams. How? What are your feelings? <laughs> you can defend as well. That's right. You oh, get an no. extra bonus Brian Adams rating.
1: Okay, so so I've been taking some music classes. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a long answer. So that's I've been, okay. I've been challenged in one of my music classes to listen
0: without prejudice. Oh, good George Michael album, by the way. Uh, really? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you should um, listen to that without prejudice. That's a good one. So. I, see
1: I could listen to George Michael without prejudice. I don't know if I can listen to Brian Adams yet without prejudice it's okay, only the third weekend fair. to the class are so. you
0: are you concentrating on a certain part of his career because after like eighty eight he had that where he did every movie and I kind of lost him there but reckless is still reckless is great
1: <laughs> and the uh the one before that was it cuts like a yeah it cuts knife? like a knife
0: those two records yeah. that's and if you judge him on that, you, you can listen to those without prejudice. He's he's a great, great Canadian rocker, and he's got a great John Lennon voice. So maybe listen to his version of "Any Time at All" without I'll, prejudice, and then I'll we kill two out. birds one stone. I'll check that out. Yeah, see, great I think I'm of him singing
1: well. You know, the Robin Hood song or whatever.
0: That's, exactly. That's... I did it all for one. I'm and who not else? Into that that? Brian Adams, Sting, Sting and- Brian Adams, and Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. That's right. I rate that song a 2.3. I give Ryan Adams a 7.4. I really like, he's very Beatle-influenced in that Reckless album. Oh, yeah. When I was in fifth grade, I listened to that tape. That's right, I said tape every single day before I went to school. And it just makes me, when I hear Run to You, I don't know what it does, man. It makes me feel like I'm in fifth grade and, like, seeing girls for the first time. And you hear that song, and you're just like, yeah, man because when the feeling is right. I don't know how we got on Brian Adams, but his version, his cover version of Anytime at All is. I'll check that out. I'll check it out. Yeah, highly recommend it. It's good to see you, man. I love doing <laughs> you this. Too. I do too. I do too.
1: Great choice, Kevin Klamaski.
0: Yeah, Kevin, really appreciate uh, letting us cover this song for you. Again, Keep if them you have coming. any requests, any yeah, let us know. We can do a version of any song. I also think it's important to note um, when you listen to the record, this this started, again, going back to record. So the, the first side opens with A Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, obviously. The first side closes with Can't Buy Me Love, and this opens the second side. Give me a better second side opener. I mean, that's where the Beatles, I think, they're like set list masters. Because <laughs> this song starts the second side of an album with that, Anytime! And it's like, yeah. The Beatles are where it's at, man. In mm. every this, way. This wasn't in the
1: movie, was it?
0: No, this is uh, some of the songs. That's why it's near the end. Uh, they were recording song. Um, the soundtrack starts. It's got the movie songs and then instrumental versions, I believe. George Martin instrumental, That's like, right.
1: Think. That's right. Okay. And but yep. they
0: wanted to record, you know, other new material, and this is one of those songs. And it yeah. is a. If you're gonna do it live, there are several important things to remember. First of all, the way to count it in. One, two, three, four, one, anytime. And that's how we would do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. You got to have a 12 that hits string. hits on two. Yep,
0: yep. Yep. You got to have somebody just destroying that acoustic guitar, which my brother Ryan is, it's like a percussion instrument in his hands. He's hitting on it so hard. I'm going to add classical guitar from now on. I think that's probably why that acoustic sounds so good. The J-160 and the and George on that.
1: I Yeah, sound- I was listening for it and and- and I think it's I think it's in there, but you know, there's there's no attack to those if you're strumming in them. Really, they're just sort of like they just kind of create this wall of sound, and and, yeah. and it seems like that might be happening
0: because that J one six sounds killer on that song. It does. Uh, you gotta you gotta have the piano part. Just don't oh, do it. Ah, totally. If you're not gonna have the guitar player and the piano go along, and you got to – This is where. Um, what's cool for my brothers and I, this is, we didn't talk about this much. This is still, no ADT for this record. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we're, they're still double tracking. And what's great is on this song, you can really hear John double tracking himself, which for me, that is the sound. I mean, I love, when they get to ADT, it loses a little something for me because John's voice double tracked is just, mm. and it's on this one. And then you hear Paul come in and double track, and it's on Yeah, yeah. It's all over it. So my brothers and I, we have the ability as brothers that we can sing together and sound like, like I can do John and Ryan can do John and we get that cool effect. So if you can do that, do that and have somebody else with a high voice come and do the, that's my tip. Do you have a good tip?
1: You know, it's funny uh, just how sort of lax they were in letting, I mean, Lennon, <laughs> Lennon doesn't double track himself all that accurately.
0: No, no so, but that's what I love it.
1: <laughs> so there's uh, it. there's words that drop out a couple spots, and you know it's not as bad as uh, not a second time. Like the end of that song just is a is a train wreck. But
0: we'll get to that song.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be our last song, won't it be?
0: That'll be the last one after we get be? through that's all nice of them. Stuff. Yeah, well, it is that time, sir. We have come to the time where we now need to rate. This song, anytime at all, I always defer to you, Jay Hansen. All right, so on Your so glass onion rating.
1: I've I've, rev- I've revised my um, rating scale. Um, I think I was I was I was rating a little high before, so I'm gonna give this a six three. Uh, I think Very it's good. a rocking song. It, it is, um, um, you know, it it's a in a lot of ways it is a classic Lennon song for this period. Um and he loved the um C to A minor sort of yeah. one to uh six minor sort of thing. And you know, it's it's got the descending line, which he also, you know, used that in, in Dear Prudence. It, it is a thing that he's done before. So um six three might be low, but that's
0: where I'm headed. Six three is a great rating. I I'm I'm at five nine on this one and I, I, what I love about this song is it, it's a rocker. I mean, yeah. and I, I feel like it, I always, sometimes we have problems and I, I you might think this is weird, but when I'm putting a set list together, I have a hard time picking rockers for the Beatles. Like, songs that in my head I think, oh man, people are going to rock out to this song. You just kind of get this like, oh. Like Revolution, you can always get a reaction. Right. Songs like Drive My Car, I always think, oh my God, and it's like, oh. And this is kind of one of those too where it doesn't, Like I think that it should But it is a phenomenal song My rating shouldn't make it low It's of the unknown songs as you called it I I like that Or the kind of lesser known Beatles songs This is way up there for me I like this one a lot It is
1: one of my favorites to play
0: and it's fun to listen to as well. I mean, li- now knowing that it's an unfinished tr- track that made it on there, um, it makes me like it even more. Totally. It's, it's just, it's a burner. And Ringo's drumming's on, drumming on this, 9-4. Ringo's the star <laughs> of this, baby. <laughs> All right, J.I., oh, it's my choice again next time as this was a requested choice. I'll, uh, I'll, think, I'll let you know. We cool. can't wait to get together with you next week. You can have coffee with us. Again, we have no sponsor. So if you know anybody that'd like to sponsor our program in Norway, evidently we're big in Norway, so yeah, to all way Norwegian to, thank fans. You,
1: thank you, uh, my people.
0: Way to support the Hansen. I did find out on my 23andMe, Jay, since we have a few minutes to kill here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so Have you done 23andMe yet? Uh, okay, 23andMe, the official sponsor of... Lay it on me. what do you got? I have, have a funny it?
1: story. So I did it like you're supposed to spit, right?
0: Was that what you do? <laughs> Am I remembering? I it did a spit take. You're supposed to spit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so swab. Or you it, get enough saliva to fill up the little thingy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I I I I got the kit, I, I spit, and then I dropped the spit on the floor. And <laughs> then I never sent it in because I'm figuring, well, who knows what it's contaminated with now. I don't want that result. I mean
0: <laughs> results may vary, twenty three and me.
1: But tell so. me what you got. What'd you find out? Where <laughs>
0: yeah. I found I found three amazing things doing twenty three and me. Okay. Nice. One, I found a family member that I didn't know that I had, a cousin, which was is awesome. I found that I am cousins with Peter Noon. Of, no uh, way in Hermann. yeah, I he know is you a, don't like
1: Herman's Hermits. but
0: I—I—I I, I, There are songs that I, I don't like Henry VIII, I Am I Am. If I'm rating that song, it's a 0.5 for me. It's one of my least favorite songs of all time. But I love Kind of Hush, 8-7, baby. I love that little, there's a kind of hush world. See, we're cousins, so I can sound like him. And the other thing that I found is I've always, McGuigan, a very Irish name. mm mm-hmm. First of all, Irish is one of 30 things that I am, including Kenyan and uh, Native American, etc. But my family is predominantly from Merseyside. So. Right on. I'm on the official Liverpool land, aren't I? Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I found that out. So, officially sponsored by a Liverpool person, okay? This show. And a true Norwegian from, from Iowa.
1: Well, been great being with you. Who knows what I'd find out if I sent, you know, if I actually sent that in. But uh.
0: who knows, who knows what DNA was on your floor. (laughs) And on that note, we bid you adieu. (laughs) We have been looking through the glass onion. This might be the funnest episode that we've done, the most fun episode we've ever done, the funner episode we've ever done, as my brother Ryan would say. It's pretty funner. It's pretty funner. Hey, my friends, stay safe out there. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um,
1: I times. hope it's the middle. <laughs> I have a feeling it's just the beginning. I hope we're in the latter.
0: I hope we're at the end of this race because I'm starting to get a little tired of this marathon. But be well out there, my friends. You can find uh, more. of a... Subscribe. You know what? I mean, we're trying to get sponsors. If you could subscribe, that would be great. We do have some people that listen to us weekly, and for that, we are grateful. Yes, so, thank you. So for Billy McWiggan and Superman Jay Hansen, Coming to you from Omaha, this has been Looking.